We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello and thank you for tuning in to episode 44 of Married Millennials. My birthday week is officially over. Yeah, it is now. It was a good week though. It was a really good week. An unexpected turn up on my actual birthday. Shout out to the people who came out and party with me last week. Usually, I'm not this disorganized or unorganized when it comes to you my said you birthday. didn't want to do anything. That's where it started. You were like, no, I'm not going to do anything, which you were going to stick to until I sent you the email. Yeah, that was my original plan. People would ask, like, Justin, what are you doing for your birthday? And I was like, I don't really have any plans. Like, I'm, I think I'm just going to hang out at the house and chill. And if you wanted to come over, like, cool, no problem. But then Joy forwards me an email from my favorite spot in Hollywood, and it was said, sold out Thursdays. So I was, and they said, like, R&B, classics, jams. I was like, this is meant to be. It's my birth, actual birthday, and it's supposed to be R&B night. So I was like, well, I have to go since it was clearly obvious that this was meant for me. So I sent out a text to several people at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, you know, I'm doing my birthday at 10 o'clock. You know, come meet me here. And I know for a fact, like, if I would receive that text, I would have been so upset. Like, are you guys serious? Like, are you really texting me with five hours notice? Yep. And there was over 15 people who came out. And show yeah. love for my birthday. Yeah, so I really, really appreciate out. you guys. I really, really appreciate it. But Look, I, I was one of those people who was like, are you serious? <laughs> oh, so you're just not going to say anything? No. You, said, you were the one that forwarded me the email. I did forward you the email. I didn't think you were actually going to go. Let me be honest. I didn't think you would actually be like, yes, let's rally. And, you know, I wasn't feeling well. I was sick at that point. So, so I, like, we rallied and yeah. we had a good time. It, the only disappointing part, I, it wasn't even disappointing. There was no R&B cuts played. It was hip hop the whole night, which I still it was, they appreciated. They had like slow jam hip hop though, like they had like the like the cuts that were just like you rock with it. Yeah, but I was like, I thought it was about to be like you boys to men, new edition. No, I did not <laughs> think they were gonna. I'm, see, don't play me like that. You gonna really? You just gonna? Oh my, I can't. Tamia, they didn't play new edition. Tamia is my favorite female recording <laughs> artist, but please don't do me like that. I was again like new edition, mint condition. Like that that's where, where I was at with what I thought that was we're gonna come I thought it was gonna be good, more along the lines good of that. 90s too. R&B but mix. I also understand that you're in a lounge or slash club, so it's like they can't slow it down too much. No, they much. couldn't. But that's why if you pick certain yeah. songs, you can still rock with it, you can still party, you can get your groove on. You know, it also, was a nice little Our blend. group was a little rowdy. No, it, so it they could have picked it up because of who we were with. For sure. And it definitely you know, w- DJs get excited when you hit the dance floor. So I, I understand that. And I said it definitely worked, so I am not complaining about it. I just w- was expecting a little more R&B, and there was none. But it was still a damn good night. Had a really good time. And then the night before, we went and saw Motown Musical at the Pantages Theater. Shout out to TJ. People yes. are so talented. I left the I left the theater. I was like, yeah, these people are so ridiculously talented. Like, if you're a musical theater, like your talent level is just is next it's level. Gross. Yeah, I mean, disgusting. <laughs> and you're just acting skills on point. Yeah. You can dance. You, get, you can you're sing. You're a triple threat. You're you can do everything. Threat. You're everything I wanted to be when I was dancing. <laughs> I just could not. My acting skills were subpar. Yeah, it's <laughs> My good. My speaking skills like, were just dismal. Oh, but man. But I could dance at least. I no, have that, that going I, See, me. I can't do any of the things. <laughs> you can dance. 
You no, can do no, the SpongeBob and the Dougie. No, but I can't <laughs> dance like yeah, actual. Right, right. Like if I took a dance yeah, class like and had a choreographer, skill. he would look at me or she would look at me and say, "You're the absolute worst." I haven't danced in five years, six years. I haven't danced in. a When's the last time. time you took a class? Ah, uh, it's been a minute. I I think Damn. I took one maybe in 2013, maybe. But it's my goal to take. Uh, I mentioned this in the vlog. It's my goal to take five hip hop classes. And if you guys don't know, Joy year. has like a weird thing when it comes to hip hop. Yeah, she's just like I got I a can't mental block. It. Yeah, it's a mental block. I think I can't remember if I told the story on the podcast. But long story short, I was in a hip hop audition when I was seven years old, <laughs> and the te- the instructor was moving so fast, and I was with a bunch of older girls, and I couldn't handle it. I was scared, and I was just crying in the window for my mom to let me out. And to this day, I st- I didn't like auditions. And I don't like hip hop. It's not that I don't like them, but I just, it's a trigger for me. I'm like, ah! it's straight up panic. So I'm conquering my my fears. I'm going to go out there and take a hip hop class with you. Ah, ah. Just I don't get know it. how it's going to go. And I really need to get on it because I said I'm going to take five and I'm thinking I need to space them out so that I can recover from the last one. See, I'm too competitive. Like, if I went in there and took a class, I, I know I'd be so horrible that I would just get flustered and have to walk out. Like, no, y'all just can't be out here shitting but all my life. But that is my fear, right? Because, I, I mean, none of us like being bad at something. So, And I don't know because I haven't been dancing, so I don't know, you know, if I'm going to pick up the steps quickly or anything. Like, I don't know what my recall is. Like, I haven't done anything. Well, get to getting. I know. Get to getting, Shawty. I'm, just, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm ready for it, and then you can come home and teach me. And another thing I noticed is that when we went out for your birthday, I didn't want to bump and grind on the dance floor. Like, I just wasn't feeling it. I, I you don't just graduated? Yeah. The I, ratchet stage? I can't. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I graduated You're too ratchet. good to be ratchet? No, I won't say that either, because, like, I wanted to, but then I didn't want to. I'm like, I just felt some type of way about being like that in public now. I got you. And I don't know where it came from. But if I can do hip-hop and then combine maybe hip-hop with, like, the bumping and grinding, I could be like Beyonce. So Sophista <laughs> Yeah, I want to be Sophista Ratchet. <laughs> Ratchet, I got you. Yeah, at select times, you know? No, I get it. I, like I, I get it. It is. It is different. It's. It's funny because I used to always look at older people and they're just dancing, facing each other, and not touching. I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. But yeah. now I find myself doing that all the time. It's like, hey, yeah. just get a nice little smooth rock, but y'all not grinding, not doing anything. I was like, man. Because so I, I think I, the I, goal I get is from. different too. Like when you're younger. Yeah, I mean, you're like a little hornball, let's be honest. Yeah, like, you're yeah. just kind of like, there, there's let still me show you what I can do. And now it's kind of like. There's still some grown folks who are out here hornballs, too. Lucky. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I but. mean, the thirst is still, it, it, the thirst follows yeah. for decades. Right. And, but And there's still some people who just, like, tear it up on the dance floor. But I just, I think I'm taking a, I think my wedding lap dance was the last one I'll probably give in public. Well, that's, I'm Funny glad. Story, my dad actually, he listens to the <laughs> show. But I decided it was a great idea to give Justin a lap dance in front of everyone at our wedding. <laughs> and it happened to be when my dad was leaving. <laughs> and Oops. so I gave Justin his, like, wedding lap dance. Sorry. 
And my dad had was on his way to say bye to me. So he saw the whole thing. And so, you know, I, after I went to say bye to dad, he said, yeah, I, I didn't need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Sorry about I that. I was married. But, but yeah, my poor dad. <laughs> so that, was, that was the end of it. That was the final, like, okay, nail in the coffin. I've done this done. in public, yeah, and I'm done now. I, I well, think I'm it must it was, have been. I'm glad it was our wedding night. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I didn't even know part of that part of me died. I didn't know. So I, it's not dead. It's just tucked away. Yeah, it's just <laughs> now only for private consumption. Yeah. And I can't say what would happen like in a night in Mexico or something like if we were on vacation. And gotcha. In addition to me turning up for my 28th birthday last week, Beyonce decided to break the Internet mm-hmm. and announced that she had twins and literally the entire world went crazy. People were joking that it was our Black History Month gift. I think that was for really? hilarious. I yeah, didn't even, like, I didn't even see Beyonce that. decided to bless us for Black History Month with her twins. Well, they're not born, so yeah, that's. Well, I mean, I get the, the announcement, announcement, but come yeah. on, folks, boo, boo that. Yeah, I mean, people lost their mind. They all people lose their. I don't understand. Like, how does she develop such a crazy following? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't beehive. like. When did that? I know, but like, when did that happen? Like, we go back to when Destiny's Child first came out in the late 90s, and then we follow the journey. Like, I just don't remember like what what happened when the Beehive just became like, like this. I think it was, like, when she went solo. Because that's when I discovered the, discovered the Beyonce fanatics. I think that was, what, 2007? But it, I just feel like it's unhealthy. Like, there was multiple people who were posting on Facebook. It's like, yes, I'm going to be an auntie. Yes. We've been getting, I was like, multiple people. And I was like, yeah. yo, your Beyonce obsession cannot be that real. It's unhealthy. It really is. Several people. I'm not talking one. I think I saw <laughs> no about three, four, I think she's five wonderful. different statuses. You know that, yeah. Yeah, she's extremely talented. I have nothing against her. I the saw a all. meme saying, like, oh, you know, let me know when Beyonce's baby shower is since y'all are going. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, <laughs> that's so true. I was like, I don't get it. I, I just really don't understand. You know, I just think it's that thing where she's beautiful, she's talented, she's married to one of the biggest men in the game. Like, it's just like that thing where I think people aspire to be her or something. I wonder what it's like, like, being Beyonce, though. It's like, great, like, I have all these super she's fans. probably tired. But I'm just like, yo, how does that feel? Like, you can't even live your life. Like, oh, my gosh, like, here I come. I'm just getting sworn by people. I'm sure that's yeah. definitely got to be stressful. I, yeah, I wonder how many people are looking at her as, like, just regular old Beyonce and how many people are looking at her as like Beyonce. I feel like everyone is like Beyonce. Yeah. I, that that has to be a weird space to be in. Yeah. It's in, I mean, but that's, I mean, shout out to her. The twin, the photos looked really dope. I feel like Beyonce is the only person who could pose and look sexy underwater pregnant. Did y'all see those pictures? <laughs> I was like, yo, your eyes are just open. <laughs> clear as day. And you're out here model posing underwater. Like you don't even look like you're holding yeah. your breath. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I was like, yeah, really? Like, you're just going to continue to just say, yeah, I'm this talented. Yeah. Like, and what kind of water was she in? Because it, it couldn't have been pool water because chlorine, no, the eyes just no. would have been done. Well, like, where were you at to where you could have just poured all that water into a big space and you can like photograph? Like, some kind of tank. She's Beyonce. I know. She but, has resources. <laughs> that's like, what, like, that's not true. like it's she's prob- like a DIY artist. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, that's probably how what. How did you get this? How did you do this in your living room? Like, she went to a studio. But she had a photo shoot, like a legitimate, legitimate, photo shoot. Yeah. underwater, just out here killing, saying like, "Yo, I need to know." The you know what's the worst though? The Is that the, the sad thing is, I'm sure there were people out there looking. It's like Beyonce's underwater pregnancy pictures look better than mine above water pictures. Yeah, like there's probably people who are really saying that. I've I'm seen just like, some damn, sketchy maternity photos. <laughs> I I've seen some sketchy maternity. She, when did she do? 
I, I don't think she made an announcement as to what uh, she's Because doing. I'm trying to figure out, I was talking to some friends yesterday about the Super Bowl. Falcons, very disappointing. But but talking to some friends about, about her pregnancy date and will that mess up, or excuse me, her due date, will it conflict with her Coachella performance? Oh, yeah. Because I feel like Beyonce is the type of person, she'll come out to Coachella and just have the EMGs ready, go backstage, deliver her babies, and come back out and say, I'm ready, let's rock. I feel like she's just that right. that committed to her craft. Right. I mean, if I'm Beyonce, I'm not worried about Coachella. I'm not like, oh, man, better put this pregnancy on hold. And I actually, I, I've learned a lot more. Not that we're trying to conceive, but, you know, you Not yet, a, not yet. Don't, yes, say, don't not put yet. that out there. Not we're not yet, trying to conceive. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> you better bless them eggs, okay. girl. Okay, bless my eggs, Lord. <laughs> and your seeds. Yeah, b- bless the <laughs> seeds. Jeez. <laughs> but I've learned that it takes uh, many tries to have a baby more often than not, like you only have a 20% chance of getting pregnant, even when you're ovulating, like when those cir- circumstances are perfect, the chances, the likelihood of you getting pregnant is still not like, oh, it's a 95% chance. It's pr- still fairly low. And I imagine for somebody like Beyonce and Jay-Z, they're traveling a lot. Yeah, it's probably tough. Man, and she's, I mean, their bodies have to be under enormous amounts of stress. I mean, that's, I mean, not a normal lifestyle, so... I don't know. I'm happy for them. I I was very pleased to see the announcement. I don't feel like, oh my gosh, but I'm just like, oh, good for you guys. Yeah. What was the? There was a. There was one comment that went around and said if she names her baby something, or uh, rhythm, if rhythm. she names her baby rhythm, she would give birth to R and B. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I like that too. So Definitely. it'd be interesting to see what kind of creative names. You know, we're in this space now where there's just unique names. Yeah. All over the place. I, I go back and forth between that. Like, do I want a super creative name or do I want? So I th- do want a creative name. I want a name like mine. Mm-hmm. I think Joy is the perfect name. It's this like is, this normal, is, but it's unique. This is how you decide on your names. If you are rich and wealthy and people know who you are and know who your parents are, you can get away <laughs> with naming your child whatever the hell you want. But if you're from... Your kid could be Honeybee. Yeah, you really can. <laughs> but if you're broke... Honeybee and Feather. <laughs> just trying to figure it out, a working class, middle class, you, you go to work every day, you guys are just trying to create a, a good living for you and your family. Yeah. You just don't have that luxury yeah. to name your child whatever the hell they want. Right. Because they're going to have to go into the normal world yeah. and have to be around other normal kids and go through a normal schooling experience and have normal friends who live in normal neighborhoods, right. and these normal kids are going to be like, mm, who yeah. are you? And then when you graduate from a normal college and you start applying to these normal-ass jobs, yeah, you stick like, like this, resu- this resume name is, is really not working. So Brianna. that's a, so you can't – I'm all for the creative names. But, like, don't give your, don't give your child – a, a, a step back before they even take their first step forward. Yeah, you don't want to be too creative. But I, I also Beyonce think can name her child whatever the hell she wants to say. But my also my let's dad is Jay Z and my mom is that Beyonce. Beyonce's name is Beyonce <laughs> and her sister's name is Solange. Like if they were real. regular kids. That's so it's real. Kind of like that is very very like, real. Her name is Beyonce. That is not. No, it's not a common, common name. name at all. I've never at thought all. about that till right now. Of course not, because she's a superstar. So that's the other thing. So there are some parents if who you, have that foresight. <laughs> so you know what? I am birthing right. a legend. Like, yeah, have a, give your kid a creative name, and they have no choice. It's like, well, it's I can't like, be a you, lawyer, you so I guess I'll be a superstar. You have to be successful with yeah. this name. Yeah. Can we talk really quickly about these Atlanta Falcons? Really, the Atlanta Falcons, the Super Bowl 51, Patriots versus the Falcons. It was literally election night all over again. Everyone was voting for, <laughs> was rooting for 
the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> and it looked like just like when Hillary was going into the election night, you just thought Hillary's going to win. We're into the fourth quarter. The Atlanta Falcons are up 28-9. to Everyone starts celebrating, and the next thing you know, they score a touchdown. Just like when Ohio came in and Pennsylvania came in on election night, and then all of a sudden the table just started swiftly turning, and people were like, okay, well – this is going to be a problem. Then they tied the game up, and you're like, yeah, this is really going to happen. And once we, once the game was going into overtime, it was a wrap. Like Everybody knew it was a done deal. So the Patriots scored 31, answered, 31 unanswered points to come back and win the Super Bowl. Atlanta Falcons, how? How? That's got to hurt. I personally did not watch how? the Super Bowl because I was knocked out because sickness. <laughs> but I, I saw all the hype, and I, I – checked my phone between sleeping just to kind of keep up and I saw that Atlanta was winning. Atlanta was clowning. It was a, b- a boring game. I was yeah. like, this is whack. Right, which is when I, why I was like, oh, I'll probably hear from Justin soon. He'll probably be heading home. So I'm glad I didn't leave. Yeah, so I, w- I saw that and I went to sleep and then hours later I checked back into social media assuming Atlanta won and I saw this Patriot stuff and I was like, huh, this doesn't make any sense and then I, I caught up on Came back. Twitter was hilarious. I, I live for Twitter on big event days, whether it's at night, in the Where daytime, are when, when the entire world them. is watching something, <laughs> Twitter is literally on fire. Yeah. And just to see the different tweets going out, <laughs> they're saying, oh, this is election night part two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People were, were quoting the score, but instead of saying Falcons versus the Patriots, there's like Black Lives Matter 14, mm-hmm. uh, the RNC zero, <laughs> or Black Lives Matter <laughs> 14, the Electoral College zero. It was yeah. it was really funny to watch the, the dynamics. I was like literally everyone was voting. Excuse me, I keep saying voting. Like this is how identical <laughs> it was. It's the Every, emotion yeah, that it Everybody was it. rooting for it. And then there was also I mean also the 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 backstory with Donald Trump and Tom Brady's relationship. And he had the Make America Great Again hat in his locker. So this was like literally the perfect storm. Like Atlanta's the blackest city besides D.C. in the United States. So it's like you have Donald Trump supporting guy who's leading the team with the Atlanta. It was it was literally the election night part two. And it, the same emotions happened. It was hilarious to see. And I just I feel bad for the Falcons. Like really, yeah. how did you do that though? I saw the uh, there was another meme that I liked and it liked and it said, but the Falcons won the majority vote. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone went in that direction. But I mean, I can't also say is that you have to give you know, hats off to Tom Brady. He's the right. best quarterback. It's not like it was a fluke. No, like, it's not, not at all. Really. But the conversation is now officially over. Like Tom Brady is the absolute goat. Yeah. I mean, five Super Bowl rings, four Super Bowl MVPs. To come out and do what they did in that fourth quarter was pretty unheard of. And the fact that the Falcons let it happen is just even more disappointing. But, yeah, I just – it was hilarious to just be on Twitter. If you guys have not – and some of you guys may have watched the Super Bowl, did not watch the Super Bowl, please go back and just look up Twitter because it was, it was literally hilarious to watch it happen. We also have some exciting news to share. Last week, we were featured on a show called Get It Girl on LATV. And we'll share the links when they air the episode. But it was really cool. It was a nice experience. Yeah, our first television experience. It was nice. We walk into the building. I was like, oh, damn, this is like a legit studio. I don't know what my expectations were. But when you walked in, I was like, oh, man, we had our own little green room getting ready I was just, okay. I was feeling some type of way. Walked in, like, hey, 
<laughs> I like this. I can get used to that life. It was an interesting experience for me because you have your TBJ major. I've never been on stage or on a. I was like, you've definitely sound, been on stage. On a sound stage. You've never been right? on set. set. On, on set, a, thank you. Yeah, I've never been featured on set. I've been on a set before, but I've never been a guest. So, like, to have the mic attached to me and, like, have to walk out. You know, when they introduce you. You felt just, cool, huh? Yeah, I did feel kind of cool. It was a, a, a surreal experience. I'm like, okay, I'm a guest on a TV show. And this yeah, is I get the used thing to that. Doing. All yeah. those TV producers out there, you guys looking for dope guests? Yeah. You know, the two of us, Justin Joy, Love Jays. Hey, you know, we hold it down. Holla at us, shoot us, and it email. It was fun, but you know what's interesting is we're both so long-winded that it's hard to condense everything you want to say in such a short amount of but time. But I think we did a really good job. If I have to go back, I don't. I was, I was very like, I conscious. I need to see it. I need to I see it. On, on this show, we can we can go and we can talk. But when you have time limits, like okay, this segment's only going to be three, four, five minutes. Yeah. You really have to squeeze it on down. Yeah. And I thought for the most part we did really good. And the time went by. They said we were on we were on the set for eleven, for what, 11 minutes. minutes. I thought this felt like two minutes. Yeah. But I think that and they counted for the TV the not commercial the TV time commercial time. Yeah. So it could have been a full 11 minutes. But it seemed very fast. And I was like, oh, we're done? Like yeah. That was it? I had more to say. It was very But it's, it's good practice, though, to reel in your thoughts, make you sit there like, okay, think, 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 go. And also it's nice being – so we're hosts all the time. It's nice being a guest. It I, is. I enjoyed it. You got to like, answer uh, the questions? Yeah. <laughs> like, man, I don't have to sit here and produce all this content, yeah. think about what I'm going to say. It's like, okay, you guys already have these ideas. Perfect. We can lie but it's that. interesting because you think being a host – would be easier. No. I think I because you're kind of in control. It, you're in control, but it's a lot of responsibility. No, I would definitely. Well, maybe it's because I have more experience in it because it was my major. Right. I Being a guest, like if you know what you're going to talk about, right. if you're knowledgeable in whatever field they're going to interview you on, it is very simple. All you right. have to do is provide answers. Right. And if you're a good speaker and you can think, kind of on your toes, yeah. you can go out and do well. But like when you're the host, like you have to ask really pointed questions yeah. to, to be able to get those good answers. Right. There's nothing worse than when you're a host, and I've had these interviews, when, you ha- when, you, when you're interviewing someone and they just give you these super basic answers. And you're like, okay, well, I can't piggyback off keep, that. Yeah. So you have to find a way to reel it in and say something more. Well, can you expand on that? You had mentioned – but you, yeah. ought, but you have to have enough backstory to be able to lob in and go. So it, it's definitely harder I've to be a host. Those than it interviews is a guest. too, like when people don't, they have just. It's not that they don't have a personality, but maybe their personality is a little more low key, and they're like a big actor or actress, and they come on the late night shows because those are all the interviews I watch. I love late night interviews. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. They're good, and they're normally comedic. And so anyway, when they come out, I feel for like the Jimmy Fallon and the Jimmy Kimmel because they're just digging, and you can see they're trying to like have a joke or. It's like. And there's no give. Yeah, (laughs) there's nothing. So I I do feel. Bad, but yes, I enjoy being a guest. Book us on more stuff. We will share the link with you guys yeah. once we get it. It's supposed to air this sometime this week, so we'll check our emails. And once we do, we'll tweet it out, put that out there, so you guys can can definitely catch up. While we were getting ready for the show, we started having a conversation about expectations because Justin always likes to say, "When I tell you about that e word, expectations." <laughs> That's what the rest sounds like to me. <laughs> of course. I'm glad it does. Now, let me tell you what everything else sounds like when you talk. <laughs> but I'll digress. It is true. Expectations. It is one of those things in a relationship. And it's not even just a relationship, just in life in general. But for this conversation, we'll talk about 
relationships is expectations are great things to have when they are realistic expectations. There are times when we have unrealistic expectations or misguided expectations and expect our partner or our friends or whomever is in our life to live by these rules. And I have seen in our relationship is when I've had ridiculous expectations is that they never get met. And when these ridiculous expectations never get met, you then out, then you in turn get really upset and be like, well, why are you not doing this? Why are you doing this? And you have to take a step back and be like, okay, well, is this really something that's unbelievably unrealistic to ask? And if they can't meet that expectation, are you going to allow it to be a source of anger, frustration? Are you going to find a way to adjust that expectation right. and, and, and live accordingly? And this has been the, the battle that I have fought with Joy's cleanliness. I mean, we've talked about this <laughs> so many different times. And she she's done a good point. It's like, you can't expect me to clean like you clean, or you can't expect me to, to live like you. And I've fought it for a long time. Then I really started to think, and I was like, you know, that's, that's a true point. That is an unrealistic expectation to say, I need you to do check all these boxes. Now, I still think it's a reasonable expectation to check some of these boxes, and yeah. some of those boxes have not been checked yet, but we're still going to work through that. The kitchen's <laughs> good. Yeah, th- we, we, we have gotten, we, we've gotten one step closer with keeping the kitchen clean, but I've had to balance my, my entire spectrum. And that's where, you know, where Joy and I talk about all the time. And even when I talk with other friends, it's like, what is your expectation for your significant other? And if you're not in a relationship, what is your expectation for someone that you are trying to date or someone who you want to call your girlfriend or your boyfriend? Yeah, I feel like expectations are a lot of what get people in trouble, um, especially when you think about people who aren't yet in a relationship. People confuse expectations for maybe standards. Mm. Like an expectation can be, how about this? How about we say an expectation is not something that is absolute. An expectation is something that you can, that it's adjustable. You can adjust an expectation, but your standards should be firm. So it should not be a standard that somebody looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like it is my standard that they be six foot four and have a six pack. It can be an expectation for you, but also you can adjust it. You can go, all right, I'll take six feet with a two pack. (laughs) And that's cool. But maybe your standard is I need them to (laughs) understand math and science because I struggle in that area and we need it for life. And we can't both, you can't both be awful in that area. And then that, that, and that's an okay standard to have maybe that wasn't a great example but you, you're catching what no, I'm i get what you're saying and, yeah and it's funny when people who always demand or ask for certain things like if you are driving a 2000 honda accord and you expect your significant other whomever you're trying to date to drive a 2016 range rover yeah, your right. expectations are just a, a little misplaced here yeah like you understand that you need to reel that in and make sense it's like you can't expect and demand something from someone when you are not bringing the same or equal value to match that individual. I can understand being ambitious and wanting to do more. And there are times where your partner will elevate you in different areas. Right. I get that. And I, and I understand that. But in the very beginning that you have to be able to come to the plate correctly. And it, it amazes me how many conversations I've had with people who have these ridiculous ass expectations for 
what they want their relationship to look like. Yeah. It's like you have all of these expectations, but you're not fulfilling any of them yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know that doesn't make any sense, yeah. right? Like he must make six figures. And drive this, yeah. and he must come from that. And it's just like, yo, but you are doing none of this. Yeah. And you demand all of that. Yeah. And that's and it is it will get you I think in it's trouble. okay to want things. It is it o- is okay to want things. It is ludicrous to expect them. Yes. Yeah. We can we can all strive towards something. Yeah. No, that's there's never wrong with that. I'm yeah. a dreamer, joy's because a dreamer. You may fall in love with somebody who happens to have, you know, bank and a nice car and be six foot four with a six pack. Like that might happen but you shouldn't discount anything or everything else because that's what you're waiting for you're like oh i need this perfection meanwhile like justin said you're driving a would you say a 2000 honda accord accord not civic i'm sorry yeah Yeah. get get with the program and i talk about it all the time with you i was like there goes that e-word is these expectations and and it's really have become more visible since we've got married is that you Mm -hmm. really have to just adjust your mindset and we talk about it's always about teamwork. It's always about communication. It's being on the same page. And what I've realized trying to get that equal footing or yeah. understanding and getting us on the same page is truly just adjusting your expectations. And that does not mean, you know, adjusting your expectations does not mean lowering your standards. No. It does not mean saying you shouldn't go for something or, or you can't achieve X. Mm-hmm. It's simply saying is this is your projection. This is what you want to happen now. In your current capacity, is this projection realistic? Is it attainable? And if it is attainable, then okay, we can work towards that direction. But if it's not attainable and you're still working towards that direction, well, now you're just doing yourself a disservice. And it's specifically in a relationship that now creates unnecessary, like I said, anger, frustration. And now you guys are going back and forth about something that could have completely been avoided if you just would have communicated saying, you know what, you're being a little bit ridiculous with your expectation, and here's why. Right. And another conversation I've had over and over again, and actually this really helped out a friend of mine, so shout out to you, you know who you are, is on a personality level, being realistic about what you bring to the table as a person. Like, not just like your accolades or whatever, but on a personality level, what are you bringing to the table? Like, you always get super grumpy, right? Yep. You get super grumpy. And something that helps me cope with that is that I have to realize I get high energy. Like, all the time, I'm super high energy when I'm around you because I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm touchy. And it's it's a lot. So when I really think about it, I'm like, okay, what are you bringing to the table, Joy? And I'm like, you're bringing a lot. It's a lot of energy. And it would make anybody a little grumpy after a while. So you take somebody who's already prone to grumpiness. He's going to be grumpy with or without you. <laughs> so rude. Like you, you've got a bit of a storm. So I, that also helps with that. I just wanted to throw that in there since we were talking about what you bring to the table. I think it's good to analyze that on a professional level, on a personal level, and even, um, I mean, this kind of ties into professional, but financial. Like when you are, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you aren't, that you can't be with somebody who has more money than you or less money than you, but it does mean that you need to be honest with yourself in assessing your attributes. What did you expect out of marriage? What was an expectation you had that wasn't quite met? Your adulting. <laughs> That's what I think was, was I hope. I was like, okay, you know, we're getting married now. We're going to combine our finances. I was looking for more of a, okay, here's this, this self-start. You're going to jump in. You're really going to help and make this happen. 
you're going to realize that the, the space is <laughs> unclean and that you're going to work towards cleaning it. It's not unclean. It's not dirty. It's messy. Okay. And it's not even super messy right now. Your levels of mess are just. We've talked about your cleanliness way too much. So we won't, we won't dive in. You say messy. I say not clean. Chaos. We can agree that it's chaos. Yeah, it's chaotic. But I would say those two things is what I expected going in. And it goes back to you on looking on a personal level. That's not who you are. So it's forced me to carry more of that weight Mm -hmm. throughout our marriage which I was not really digging for the first <laughs> six months of our marriage. Like, okay, it's this like a year. This is a new you. Okay, that is calm. It's okay, been a like year. Two months of calm. Okay, fair enough. The but budget helped. The budget. It, helped. The budget really did help. Yeah. But I was just like, okay, so you're not going to like, you're not going to change. Like, you, we we've taken this next step to yeah. making this official, and you're just gonna you're gonna oh you're gonna be the same. Okay, I got you. So how do I go ahead and adjust? And I was flustered for a smooth year, like mm. thoroughly irritated. And I had to come to the point. I was like, okay, you know what? She's not going to change. This is just who she is. If there's nothing I can do. I can spend my days pissed off as hell yeah. and mad that it's not happening. Or I can just say, you know what? I'll slowly try to work and hopefully something good will happen. And if not, then I just have to continue carrying the burden. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to step my game up. I really am. You've done better. I have done better, but also it's not who I am. Like, by any sense of anything. I mean, it's just not who I am, and I've never been that person. I know. And I think my expectation was that you knew who I was. (laughs) Like, I thought you knew what you were dealing with. And I was I, like, cool. I thought I did too. So, so that wasn't a, you did. a misguided I mean, expectation. Was, I mean, I I bring things to the table. They're just not adulty things, okay? They're <laughs> they're not. But I do understand too that that is a lot to put on one person. So I'm trying, I'm trying to help you out. But it's like I don't even know how useful but, but, my help is at this but point. But see, this like, was bad. Is that you would never think an unrealistic expectation was asking your partner to be an adult. Like You just thought that was a baseline I, score. No, like, okay, be, this is just what everyone does. Can we be does. real for a minute? It's not that I can't adult. I'm not as efficient at adulting as you are. So it's like of it, you can look at it two ways, right? You're only as strong as your weakest link. Or you could put the person who's better at it in charge and be as strong as that person, <laughs> which is what I did. I was like, oh, you're better at this. I just like, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. I would like to be better. I'm just not. Like, but, let's just be honest. But see, then this it's is not my. It's not my personality. But it doesn't mean that I'm not trying. Oh, I like, am but you trying. can't. You can't just chalk it up as an L. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm not good at this, L. so I'm just not gonna do anything. Like, this, that's where you've this been was for the last life for, before we got married. This is where you've been since we've been bill. married. I need to pay this bill. I need to pay this bill. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna pay the bill as soon as I get out the shower. Get out the shower. Fall asleep. Okay, the bill is due today. I have to get ready for work. I'll pay the bill when I get ready for work and then you know two o'clock passes. you're like i forgot to pay the bill but I'll, I'll think to pay the bill for a week and then i miss it whereas you were like i need to pay this bill i'm gonna do this right now and it is a week before it is due that's amazing i and i i applaud you for that i think it is great it is not a strength of mine and i don't know why i d- i don't know why when you're not good at something and you have to do it the logical explanation is I'm going to continue to improve upon it. And for the last <laughs> year and a half of marriage, that has not been the case. But what did I tell you? I said I need a budget. If you give me a budget, I can stick to that. You did. And I'm. we are very proud to report. <laughs> this is the first time. I think, no, I think last year we had one month 
of being in being the, black. the black. In January of this year, I can happily report that we stayed within our budget, and I can't even begin to say how excited I was. Just yeah. made my heart. Our relationship melt. has been better since we got this budget. It's true. It really has. My stress yeah. levels have gone down because I'm like, yo, just check the budget. But then this is the thing, though. Even though you did well, I asked Joy, I said, how many times did you check the spreadsheet? She's like, maybe Maybe twice. twice. I was like, well, how did you know? I was like, so when I would just come in and update this stuff and say, okay, this is where we're at. That was your baseline. I said, okay, well, we can't do too much. Yeah. So at least you were listening. So I'll give you that. I'll I'll, I'll take that jab back because at least you were listening and you stayed in, in inside the lines. Yeah. I appreciate it. But it has been, since we have made the budget, my stress level has come down. Yeah. Because I, finances are so critical in a relationship. They are. They're so they're critical in life. <laughs> they just are. They ruin everything. And I, they enhance everything. They do, yes. And that's, I think, I always feel like, oh, I just need more money and then everything will be fine. But the thing is, if you don't know how to manage it, it won't it, be fine. It doesn't matter. So I'm actually really grateful for you. And that's why I thanked you the other day. Remember I said, like, thank you for taking the lead on this. I appreciate it because it is not a strength of mine. I don't know if it'll ever be a strength. It's not that I'm not interested in it, but it's just not happening. It's not happening. But you've gotten better because you had a really good conversation with your mom. Oh, I about did. Credit, about credit. And you were able to say, like, no, this is not And I was able to articulate it. Yeah. So I am listening and I am learning. But also, I think that your expectation for how quickly things were going to change was ridiculous. Agree. Like, yeah, you expected things of us to get married and then, okay. And it was going to change. Things are different now. But I also had it's that. It's so gradual. I had that same experience at work is there was this this young lady who I work with. And I was telling her is that I lead in the way I learn mm-hmm. is I'm a fast learner and I'm a self-starter. So I, was like, I just need a little bit of information and then I just go and I figure it out. And if I can't figure it out by myself, I'll ask a few questions and then I'll right. go. But I'm going to try to troubleshoot everything I can before I go and ask for help. And this young lady who I was working with is the exact opposite of me. And then I was just like, oh, so I had this false expectation. I was like, okay, this is what I need done. And, and it wasn't getting done. I was like, okay, so where's the disconnect? And then she came and told me, well, I learned the exact opposite style. And I was like, well, I'm glad you told me that because now the expectation that I had is completely different right. because I was aware of the current circumstance. So I mean, like, again, expectations, because I was like, why is none of this working? Well, you're also one of the most efficient people I know. But I'm I, not. I, yes. Because I look at other people and I'm are. just like, you guys are way more efficient than me. Okay, but let's think of it this way, right? Like, let's say you are an A student. You get A's consistently. You don't get an A minus, and you don't get an A plus. You you get A's all the time. Well, you're an A student looking at the A plus students going, <laughs> oh, I need to get A pluses. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of us, are, I'm getting a C plus trying to get a B. Like, all right, I, get, I could get this B. I shouldn't say it's not that bad. I'm like at a B. Yeah, I B minus. B minus. Yeah. B minus. Stop <laughs> lying. Yeah, you out here like, perpetrating. In the adulting arena. I D. D. <laughs> you are below average. You are not average. You are below <laughs> average. D. <laughs> Yeah, you, I can't even really. You can't. It. You can't argue it. No, I can't. The thing is, you I, are better at school than adulting, which is alarming as hell. No, that's not true. I'm definitely better at adulting than I was at school. Well, the, the scores won't say that. I no, I will say I, no, because here's the thing. 
school, you can find ways to be resourceful. Like there's extra credit. There's so in that way, I was better in life. It doesn't work that way. It's like, can I get some extra credit? No. <laughs> like you just had to do it right the first time around. Yep. Like, oh, no. There's, so there's just no forgiveness. You just got to learn. There is no forgiveness. no forgiveness. I think that's the hardest part about being an adult for me because I need leniency. Like I need, <laughs> I need so much leniency. Like it's, it's frustrating. I, I think I used to cry to my parents when I first left school when I was like 21 because I was just like I don't know how to do this I don't know how to be an adult like I just it is the most difficult thing well there's no roadmap there's no roadmap but and but the truth is some of us are better at it than others like I still think that I'm excelling more than some other people out there like I'm not complete crap at it you're not like the fact that I can even look and see that like some aspects are trash. That's progress. Yeah, I mean, there, there's just no <laughs> syllabus. There, the professor is not telling you the life. Life is not telling you. Okay, right. well you can drop this lowest test score and right. you'll be fine. It's like, oh no, you failed this test. Like here you go. Yeah, it's gonna it's, it's gonna like, be with you'll you pay forever. For this for the next seven years. Exactly. Like, well, there's there, yeah. There's just no movement. Yeah. But it's okay. We're going to work. We're going to work. Well, and I am working. Like, I want you to know that here and now on the podcast. I know you are working. All right. I appreciate it. And my expectations have adjusted. And that's why I'm a little more calm. The budget has helped. Not going to lie. Yeah. So now we blend the two. We're working on kindness now. That is my expectation for you. And I don't think it's too high. (laughs) I am kind. Justin. I'm just cutting. That's all it is. I just come very direct with certain statements. You can be direct, but you, like, you... Get like, <laughs> 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 like you just you spaz out. I you, spaz, you have no chill. Mm. Like you just we and we've said this before. You go zero to hundred real quick. Yeah, I, I don't. I know you're it's not mean spirited. No, I'm anything. a nice guy. You're just grumpy, but grumpy hurts feelings. <laughs> yeah, it's like it you just you're. I just have to it, when time. it when it's so clear in my mind that yeah. this is the <laughs> correct way, and someone just does it in the obviously the wrong way. Yeah. I don't know how to respond. Yeah. I, think like, I, I just, I just to don't know how to respond. ignoring you too. But then like, I don't want to get to the point where I'm indifferent. It's like one, like it's, your mood. But it just goes to the point like, if one plus one equals two and someone's disputing you that it's not <laughs> two, I, I don't know how to respond diplomatically. It, it's just a hundred percent true. And that's how I get in life. Well, why you do this? Well, this, what you're doing makes no sense. Okay, but you can't take an absolute, right? Because one plus one does equal two. But let, let's let just say for the sake of argument that one plus one equals something different in everybody's head. And there are some people that it equal two. And there's other people that it equals four for some weird reason. And there's other people it's like, oh, no, it's only 1.7. Like, you can't say this is not a good example because I know one plus but, one is but two. But for the most part, <laughs> but for the a most lot part, of them are absolute. One plus one equals two. But you can't go tell a person who one plus one equals four that one plus one equals two and be mad when they don't see it. Well, I have to be <laughs> mad because they're wrong. <laughs> In this case, they are. I needed a better example, but I just can't think of one right now. No, because that's it. So you get mad when I'm coming in here and saying, here are the receipts. This is the truth. Yeah. And then you you get upset and say, Justin, you're so grumpy. It's like, yes, part of me is grumpy, but part of me is also like, I'm right. So let's blend. So I'll get better. Right, yeah. But you need to be patient. I do need to be more patient. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is. Justin is patient. Justin is kind. I'll get better. You need to, like, start that as a mantra. You know how they say, like, you look in the mirror and you have a mantra. I actually really do want to try that. 
oh, I got some mantras for you. You want to give some mantras for me? Maybe I will. What would mine be? I will write so much for you. What would mine be? You tell me. Just pick a a topic. Okay, but listen. I'm trying to help you as a person, as a human being. I'm trying to help you as a person, too. Are you just trying to help me be better for you or better in general? Both. (laughs) (laughs) A better you is going to be a better us. Give me a mantra. If you could give me one mantra, what would it be? I don't know. I have give to think it, give about it. Give me a mantra. Go I ahead. Ha- I have to think about it. I don't know. But joy, joy I gotta really think about that. Up, picks up after herself at all times. Joy can adult. Joy can Good. adult. Yes, I can. Today I can adult. I'm That's trying to mantra. do better though. I really, I think I actually do need to do that one. Yeah. I need to stop making adulting such a big deal. I think I've made it such a daunting task. Yes. That you're like, I can't do I'm anything. I'm scared of it. I'm literally scared of being an adult sometimes. I don't know who let me do this. <laughs> like, that's why I'm, I'm like, who let me be a full-fledged adult? And that's why it freaks me Life. out. Like, parenting scares me. We'll be good. Work on these monitors. Okay. Yeah. I can adult. <laughs> <laughs> That's not confident enough. I am an excellent adult. I'm a wonderful member of society. I love it. Yeah. Just take that that same energy and enthusiasm. We're gonna take that every morning and the great things are gonna happen. Alright, we're gonna take the saying to the mirror. And then you're just gonna be patient and kind. I honestly think that would help you in every single aspect it of would. your life. Yeah. I'm sure it would. But people still love you too. You're the only person I know who can be super grumpy with people and they still like love you. Because I'm a nice guy. My heart's in the right place. <laughs> it is. You're just like an old man. It's old man grouchy. It's fine. Before we head out, I just want to quickly mention last week's episode. We discussed Trump's executive order regarding the Muslim ban. And we're happy to report this week that a federal judge in Seattle, James Robart, lifted that ban. So it just goes to show when there are voices of discontent, you go out and you protest and you make your voices heard, people will respond. So it, it's nice to see the, the world coming together to say something is, is not right. And I don't want to make this podcast a political platform and every single week we're going to talk about something that's happening right. in the office of the president. But it is our responsibility and duty to talk about things that are happening. So again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. As always, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And of course, share it with your friends. And let's keep the conversation going online. Visit our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. We'll see you next Tuesday.